You need winners? Let the sports advisor show you how to make money. General Manager Al DeMarco, a former sports reporter and contributor on Fox Sports, MSNBC, and Comcast Sports TV, brings over 25 years of handicapping experience to the table. CEO Steve Budin, the author of Bets, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, is the man responsible for creating the sports betting industry. Together, they are the Sports Advisors, your number one source for winners. 14 weeks of the NFL season are down, 203 games played, and the underdogs are a whopping 17 games over 500. So guys, if you're one of those that say, hell, bet the dogs, betting the dogs, that's the way you make money in the NFL? You're nothing but a fool. Hi, everyone. Al DeMarco here along with Steve Bowden, and we are ready to get rolling here with week 15 of the Countdown to Kickoff show, something we've been doing for over 20 years now. We've got four top games for Sunday. We are going to break down. And Steve, it's always cyclical, though. If you're in the dogs one week, it doesn't mean they're going to come barking through the next week. In fact, so far this season, the home puppies are just 11 games over the break-even point. The road dogs are six over, and it means absolutely nothing. No, I mean, whether the dogs are 10% up or the favorites are 10%, you still got to find that one game that you like, albeit a dog or a favorite. No one bets the whole card, so that's irrelevant. And even if you did and you bet all the dogs and you were 10% up, you'd still be at about break-even or losing a little bit of money. So uh, that that's all hogwash and, at the end of the day, filler. Um, I think that, at the end of the day, you have to look at the card, trust your gut, figure it out and hone in on that one game and bet it. We've been saying it now for 20 years. And and Steve, you know, there's so many new viewers coming to the show each and every week. And by the way, guys, if you have not yet subscribed, do so. Click that little button down in the corner so you don't miss the next show. You don't miss my daily video reports. There's only like 142 bowl games that are going to be played here in the next 18 days or so. And I'm going to be breaking down them on a daily basis. So click on the button and subscribe to the channel. But Steve, quickly, let's just recap what we have always been preaching over the years, the surround and pound theory, where we isolate one single game. That's what we've always believed in. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the funny thing is, Al, all week long, you analyze the games. All week long, you listen to guys like us and rack around in your head, and you finally get the one game you like, and you bet it at 1 o'clock, and it wins. How many times do we see customers at that point scramble in the 15 minutes left until the 4 o'clock game start to try to figure out their next bet? So what it took them all week long to figure out, and they were able to successfully isolate and identify that one game, now in 15 minutes in the name of action they're looking to parlay that at 4 or at 7 p.m. and I think that at the end of the day is a recipe for disaster if you live if you're looking for action be careful you're going to get it because listen gamblers are action junkies they live vicariously they want more I've always said as a handicapper if I said to somebody I've got the one game. It's a gift from God. God came down from the mountaintop. He whispered in my ear. He said, this is the lock of life. I give it to somebody. And then they ultimately will say to me, do you have a second game? That's how gamblers are. It's always been that way. You as a former bookmaker, the guy that created the offshore sports book industry, you made money hand over foot because that's the way gamblers are. They just always need more. They're never content. But we've always said, you find the one game, 
you isolate that game, you pound it, and that's the one. But people are never content. Gamblers always want more. I know when I was younger, when long before I got in this business, when I was a teenager, if there were 24 games on the board, I'd find a way to bet 27. I mean, mathematically, the odds kill you. More importantly, the VIG always kills you. Yeah, and that's why the days that have the bigger menus of games are the better days for the bookmakers. You know, uh, you know, Monday night football, Thursday night football, not so much. Sunday NFL, yes. Saturday college football, Saturday college basketball, even better. The more games there are, the more that gamblers tend to play. And when gamblers are playing a high volume of games, bookmakers are cleaning up. Well, listen, guys, back to what I was talking about in terms of who is making you money? I can tell you right now, the best and the hottest team in the NFL happens to be the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 10 and 3 against the spread on the season with five straight covers. We were both on the Bengals when we discussed their game last week involving the Cleveland Browns. In fact, Bengals happened to be my best bet last Sunday over at the sportsadvisors.com. On the other end of the spectrum, Oh, that little team involving Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks, three nine and one ATS overall this season, including one nine and one in their last eleven games. We are going to talk about the Bucks game this week. We're going to talk about the Bengals game this week, among the four games that we have on tap. But let's start first with the Jets game against the Detroit Lions. We both were on the Lions last week, and they delivered once more. Steve. Uh, it is okay now once more to say that you were once a Jets fan. I don't know. Maybe you're coming back to being a Jets fan once more. Uh, the Jets are going to go here once again uh, with Mike White, even though he's not 100% with that rib injury because, my God, that shot that he took in the rib cage last week and the Bills game, that looked painful just watching it in regular action, watching it in slow-mo. It was even more painful. Uh Virtual pick'em game at home for the Jets. Which way you're going in this one? Yeah, I mean, he went from Mike White to Mike Black and Blue. Uh, but look, I got to <laughs> tell you, you know, this is this is a must-win for both teams. Um, like you said, White got really banged up last week for the Jets. Detroit. I mean, it was it was a miracle that he even was able to come back and a, a testament to, to his toughness. Uh, Detroit has the momentum. They won its fifth game in six weeks. An impressive win against Minnesota. That was 34-23 last weekend. The Jets coming off losses at Minnesota and Buffalo uh, the past two Sundays. I mean, they still have a mathematical chance to make the playoffs but for the Jets at this time of the year. It's kind of like walking on the moon for them so you know good for them uh, look if the Jets have any advantage here it's on defense they're third in the league in total defense compare that with the Lions who are ranked 31st and you can see there's a large discrepancy there uh, but Detroit quarterback uh, Jared Goff man he's on a roll he hasn't thrown an interception in five games he's got seven touchdown passes in his last three games uh, he's uh, got a 10 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio going uh, I'm going to go with offense here over defense the Lions are just too hot this Lions team is not a team you want to face these last couple of weeks if you have a must-win scenario I'm going with the Lions here to get the win in the cover what I really like about the Lions Dan Campbell kept this team together after a lot of hard luck losses early in the season they responded they've gelled 
They've obviously are on a roll here, five and one straight up in their last six, with the only loss on Thanksgiving Day when the Bills beat them with that field goal as time expired. And defensively, they've actually shown tremendous improvement. And I joked when they fired their secondary coach about five, six weeks ago, and I said, my God, why didn't they fire their defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn? However, since they made that change, they're only giving up about 20 points a game. They've made some personnel changes as well, and that defense has certainly responded. And when you have an offense that has scored 25 or more points in five straight games, the first time that's happened for the Lions since 2012, and seven times this season they've scored at least 30 points a game, well, that's a recipe for success. And that's something the Lions certainly haven't tasted in a number of years Yes, I agree with you. The Jets have certainly played great on defense this year, but the Jets haven't shown me other than that first game that Mike White started against a bad Bears team that they can do it consistently in terms of putting points on the board. So I'm with you. I'm going to take Detroit. I am very surprised here that this game is pick them. I don't think the odds makers are giving the Lions any respect. And I think people are reading too much into this Jets defense Granted, they're playing well, but let's give some props to the Lions the way they're moving the ball right now. So I'm going to go with the uh, Lions because I think they should be the three-point favorite in this game, and I think this is a linemaker's blunder in this particular spot. Uh, which brings us to the next – oh, by the way, also the Lions 9-4 and four against the spread with six straight covers, second-best ATS run in the NFL – with the Giants, and we're going to talk about their game with Washington here last on the board. Next up, we've got Philadelphia, a nine-point chalk at Chicago. Eagles, of course, coming off a 48-22 win against the Giants, their fourth straight win, 12-1 and on the season. You willing to lay the nine points with the Eagles in the spot? Well, if you're going to lay the points, lay it now. I think this game is going to 10 by game time, and there's a big difference between 9 and 10. 10 is a very popular number that a lot of games land on, so I would grab this line if you can and lay the 9 if you're going to bet Philadelphia. Look, Al, 9 may be a little too much for me to lay on the road. I mean, the Eagles haven't covered in four of six of their road games this season, and I'm looking at the total, and while I like the side a little bit, the total is much more appetizing to me. Philly has gone over seven of their last eight. The Bears have gone over seven games in a row. That is due to their lack of defense, not so much their offense, right? I'm going to go over the posted total here in this one. And that's an interesting play because you're looking right at about 48, 48 and a half points. And certainly the Bears in that six-game losing streak they bring into that game, the defense has allowed at least 27 points in each one of those losses. I am a little concerned, however, with Philadelphia at this point, spread number. And you're right, we're filming this on Thursday morning, so likelihood is that everybody's going to jump on Philadelphia as they do week in, week out. I was concerned with Philadelphia last week when they were at New York because I thought that coming off the two big wins against the Titans and the Packers, that perhaps it would be a letdown situation. 
Well, that didn't materialize. They easily covered that game in that 48-22 route of New York. But I suggested here that the way to go with Philadelphia was to put them in a teaser. And I love playing teasers when the numbers are especially between that six and 10 point margin. And I gave you a two team teaser for free. I told you to take Philadelphia and I told you to take Cincinnati. And the reason that I really like Philadelphia, by the way, that teaser won easily. And the reason I like the Eagles in that two team seven pointer is that the Eagles, if you put them in that two team seven point teasers this season are 12 and one in teasers. I would suggest the same thing here because sooner or later, the Eagles have to have a letdown. You saw it against the Houston Texans earlier this season. You saw it in that only game they lost against Washington. You saw it in the game where they were on the road against Indianapolis. This might be that situation. Listen, it's going to be a miserable day in Chicago. 22 degrees of kickoff. Wind chill is going to be nine. So why not take Philadelphia, the better team, down to two? at this current line. And if it goes to 10, like you feel, and I feel it might, you're taking them in a field goal. So in a two team, seven point teaser, that's the way I would play Philadelphia in this particular spot. Now that brings us to the game between Cincinnati and Tampa Bay. I gave you the point spread roles for both of these teams, Bengals backers. If you're not on them, you're crazy. Uh, I should maybe say Bengal bashers because you should be backing the Bengals because they have just been money in the bank. Steve, which way are you going in this one? Yeah, they're quietly, very quietly having a really, really good season and kind of playing their best ball right when you want to play your best ball. No one's really talking about them when they talk Super Bowl analysis, and I think it's uh, it's a bad idea to leave them out of your plans because they plan on being there. Uh, when you talk about Cincinnati and Tampa Bay, Al, you're talking about two teams going in opposite directions from a, you know, a win standpoint, from a mojo standpoint, from a momentum standpoint. I mean, I've got no confidence at all in Tampa Bay at this point. Last week, Brady was picked off twice. Couldn't find the end zone until about three minutes to go in the third quarter. Uh, the Bucks' defense surrendered the ball. At least, I'm sorry, they surrendered five touchdowns to the 49ers. Um, look, uh, at six and seven, believe it or not, the Bucks are still in first place in the NFC South by one game. But trust me, Al, they're going nowhere fast. Uh, Cincinnati, on the other hand, they, they, they exercised their biggest demon last week, which we both said said they would in that win over the Browns. Uh, the Bengals overcame injuries, a sluggish start, and history uh, to win their fifth straight game and increase their momentum. Um, I think it's time for the Bengals to make a playoff push right now. I think that's what they're going to do. I'm going to take Cincinnati here to be a double-digit winner. The odds makers and the public keep giving Tampa respect simply because Tom Brady is the GOAT. And I get it, but they continually fail to deliver at the cashier's window, and that is just fool's gold. You're right, the Bengals are on a roll. That's why I used them as my best bet last week. This is a team that is 10 and one against the spread this season. A team that has covered 18 of its last 21 games going back the last year. I mean, what more do you want from Cincinnati? The thing that really impressed me last week with the Bengals is that they had to overcome so many obstacles to beat a Browns team that had won five straight in the series, that had beaten Joe Burrow and all four games that he had played against them since entering the pros because no T. Higgins. He was ruled out prior to the game. 
Then Tyler Boyd got hurt on the second play with a dislocated finger. So two of his top three receivers went out, but the defense rose to the occasion. The ground game produced. The defense was tremendous in terms of stopping the run, held Nick Chubb to just 34 yards. So each week they're winning in a different way. And they didn't have any letdown after winning at Tennessee, beating the Chiefs at home. So I don't anticipate any problem taking on a Tampa Bay team that has continually failed you this year if you've been putting money on the Bucks. And again, the Bucs have just been a lousy play in Vegas, 1-9-1, and one, their last 10 against the spread. Nothing is going to change this week. So I am all over Cincinnati because this, to me, is the biggest line mistake on the board. Which brings us now to the last game. It's been shifted to the Sunday night game for good reason, because the first go-round, we know the Giants and the Commanders resulted in that tie, but big playoff implications for both of these teams. In the rematch, this time at FedEx Field, which way are you leaning? Al, this line looks cheap to me. I mean, the Giants don't have enough playmakers to compensate for a banged-up Barkley, and he is banged up. Washington, on the other hand, they're coming off a bye. They're well-rested. They're ready where the Giants have kind of been up and down this season. Uh, they started up, finished down. Uh, you know, Washington's been steady the whole year long, really playing tough football. Uh, they're 6-1-1 and the last eight games, uh, ready to make a playoff push. Giants are winless in the last four games. They're sinking faster than fat Amy in a plastic kiddie pool. I'm all over Washington in this one. Give me Washington minus the points. 100% yeah, agree with you. Last night, that's why I threw that in there. <laughs> well, well, which leads me to ask you, what the hell are you doing watching Pitch Perfect? That, that's just, I have you know, there's something. I have daughters. I have daughters. <laughs> okay, but you're 100% right, though. Uh, Barkley has been banged up, and you look at this production, I wonder if he's also hit a wall. Past four games, 53 carries, 152 yards. First nine games of the season, he averaged 103.4 yards per game. Lately, it's just been the Daniel Jones show. And the first meeting, that 2020 tie, Jones in that contest really was their offense. Team high, 71 yards, rushing on 12 carries, 25 for 31, 200 yards, and a touchdown through the air. It's just not going to get it done here. Uh, this is a Giants team that has gone 0-3-1 and overall since that great start. And you look at the commanders, they also have the advantage of coming off a bye. And I don't think that you can possibly discount how important that is at this late juncture where the Giants had their ass kicked last week in a physical game by the Eagles. So you've got one team that is slumping. You've got another team that's well-rested, playoff implications at home. And you're right, four and a half points. And in some places, it's five. So again, do not wait. You bet the favorites early. You bet the underdogs late. I think gamblers sometimes make that incredibly stupid mistake waiting instead of taking advantage of the number that's posted on that particular day, Steve. This isn't like 20 years ago where you had to wait for your bookie to open at 11.45 on a Sunday morning to bet the NFL. Just get online. Bet the game right now. Open your phone. You've got an app. Do it. 
Right, and if you were going to bet against the Dolphins 20 years ago, you'd wait for your friend in Miami to get you a line from his bookmaker because their line was always different than the lines in New York. Now the line is centralized, so the action is centralized, and the public tends to play the favorites everywhere. And because of that, you're always going to be better off playing that favorite Wednesday or Thursday rather than waiting till the last minute on Sunday and vice versa with the underdogs. Listen, I know when I was in the media, I mean, you know, and I was a reporter for almost nine years and head of a national wire service. I mean, we had guys in L.A. We had guys in Atlanta and I was in Philadelphia Sunday mornings at about noon. We'd get together and compare our lines from our three local bookmakers, depending on who had the best price. That's who we bet through, the different guys, because that's how you used to do it. When Manny, Mo, and Jack were open for your local bookies, that's how we place our bets, because that's the only way you got good lines. That's, that's old school. Now, again, you bet the favorites early, you bet the underdogs late, and you place the wagers when you want to to take advantage of the prices that are out there. Steve, before we go, let's remind everybody, especially since we have so many new viewers, taking advantage of the one-day all-access pass it's the best deal out there. We've been doing it for now almost 22 years. Yeah, and I would say that 90% of our long-term customers came in via an all-access pass for free. So think about that. They came in. We gave them a look at what was going on absolutely free. They got to see what all paying customers see, get every single handicapper absolutely free, and all their paid plays for free. And then they wound up sticking around, in some cases, for years and years and years. So we're obviously confident in our product. We want you to see it. We give it away because of that. No one else has ever done that no one else will ever do that only us take advantage of it so if you want my sixth straight nfl best bet winner on sunday plus all the other plays of all the handicappers at the site normally a hundred and nine dollar value you get it for free simply check out the one day all access pass over at the sportsadvisors.com guys no strings attached no obligation it's the only available option there in the industry. We're the only people that do it. And the only way you lose is if you don't take advantage of this absolutely free offer. Well, that'll do it for week number 15. For Steve Budin, I am Al DeMarco. Wish you well. And we will be back here next week with another edition of the Countdown to Kickoff. Good luck, everybody.